Welcome back to the Escape to the Magic podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Randy. I am Dak. And I am Ryan. And this week, we come to you with a question. Is the new Disney dining plan worth it in 2024? Have either of you ever done the Disney dining plan before? Negative. Never. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I've never done the 2024 version. So, But I will say this. Even though I've never done it, and my family, uh, and we talked about this before, is that my family, like I'm the big eater in my family. My kids and my wife, just they just don't eat a lot of food. They just, you know, they just don't eat a lot. So the dining plan, we've never done it. Um, I'm curious to, to see where you're going to go, Dak, because it's like for me, and my wife jokes about this with me all the time. She's like, your ultimate Disney vacation is being able to eat all that you want, whenever you want. And I'm like, yes, that's true. I yeah. do want to eat wherever, whenever, how much. So, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, food is a big part of Disney. And I think Disney has kind of adapted. And we've talked about this in previous episodes. Like Disney has figured out that, yeah, we can we can bring some good food options to a theme park and make it work. So let's jump into it. Let's do it. All right. So, so the first thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And look, I just want to preference a little bit for our listeners, right? This is new. And, and the dining plan in general can be a little bit complicated. So we're going to give you we're going to give you enough to give you the great overview and then we'll tell you a little bit more later on how you can find out some of the finer details. Yeah, and I would say excellent point Randy is like true to Disney form and I've this is my one knock on Disney is they take these programs and they make them so complicated whether it's Lightning Lane, whether it's Disney dining to where the average run-of-the-mill person who is just trying to figure out, are we going on a Disney trip this year? How are we going to do it? It's so complicated that it makes it really hard for you to just do this on your own. So, totally agree. Um, All right. so first of all, what is the Disney dining plan? I'm going to just kind of give a little bit of a rundown. This is new for 2024, so some of this has changed. Some of it will seem a little bit similar if you've done this before. Uh, So Disney Dining Plan in and of itself is just an add-on prepaid meal program that you can prepay your meal, prepay for your meals before you go to uh, Disney. And it can be added up to 48 hours before your actual visit. But it is only for Disney Park Resort and Disney Park ticketing guests that have, have a package deal of a resort stay and their tickets. And it's only at Disney World. It is not at Disneyland, just to be clear. So, so the point of this, really, when you get down to it, is they are trying to provide as much of an all-inclusive experience as possible, right? If you if you think about it a little bit like going on a cruise, where everything's included unless you go to a specialty restaurant or something like that, that that feels like this is the concept, right? You get your you got your room, you got your uh, attraction tickets for the theme parks, and your food is all going to be here. And you know going into it that this is what it's going to cost me for all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's really just down to two main programs. So the first program is just called the Standard Disney Dining Plan. And that is that everyone in the travel party will receive one table service meal per night of stay, one quick service meal per night of stay, and one snack or non-alcoholic drink per night of stay on their package stay. And then, of course, you get a one one resort fill, refillable mug that you get at the at the so resorts. All you can drink again, 
Pretty much just like a cruise. Yeah. What, what, what you're talking about. Now, the difference is, um, well, I guess I guess it's not so different, right? Because typically on your cruise, you're going to go into the main dining room, right? That's So that's to your equivalent of a table service. And you're going to have the small like, uh, you know, grab and goes, whether it's the pizza shop or the whatever, and you can go get whatever you want there. The difference being between a cruise and this package is there is a limit to your quantity. It's not all you can eat. Right. Exactly. It is. Which only, is a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> it is only based on a per night stay. So, for example, if I am a family of four and we are staying four nights, not to make that confusing, but if we're staying four nights, then each member of the family gets one table service, one quick service, and one snack for those four nights that we're staying. We've already had the confusing for talk each about of those four nights. For each, each of, of those, those four nights, right? Yeah, and we've already had the confusing discussion about what constitutes a snack. So that that might that might merit some further research on on your part. Yeah. So here's the deal. Just quick quick synopsis of each uh, category. Table service is basically a sit-down restaurant that you can get advanced dining reservations for or reservations, um, but you're going to sit down and it's going to be an actual restaurant-type setting. Important note, not all of those restaurants participate in the Disney Correct. dining plan. Right? Correct. So, so you, that's you gotta, something you got to make sure on. that you're matching that part up. And then a quick service is more like a cafeteria setting or a counter service where you are just going up and getting a tray of food, whether it's burgers, nuggets, fries, whatever it is, but you're basically walking up there and ordering, you know, like you would at a fast food place. They're going to mobile order a lot. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. These are the typical places that when you're on your My Disney Experience app, you will mobile order and, you know, be ready for that. That, That's that type of place. And then your snacks are where it gets really confusing because a snack can run you from anything from a bottle of water or bottled soda all the way up to an actual food item. You know, like when you're at, for example, when you're at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, they have several different snack stations that are set up around the the festival and you get like an actual little not plate of food, but like a little handheld thing of food. I was going to say, though, maybe more generic to that, like, does this count like a pretzel or a churro or something, right? Those yes. are the types of stands or a popcorn, right? Yeah, that bar. would be your snack stand. Yeah, that's right. So most of the time it's going to be like a Mickey ice cream bar, a popcorn bucket, not a bucket, excuse me, a popcorn, and a pretzel, churro, yeah. those types of things. Would the colossal cinnamon roll be considered a snack? I believe it is, but the the one key factor to know what a snack is, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not and sure the reason is. why is because that's typically located in a quick service location. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. So that the end all be all to know if it's a snack is when you are looking at the menu items, there will be a little purple icon that shows a little symbol of it being a Disney dining plan snack, and that's the ultimate. Factor. So when you go up at any kiosk or any, even at a quick service, if it has that little purple square icon by it, that is considered a snack. Um, and Disney, the cast members are really good about letting you know, well, we'll see. This is new to them as well. But for the most part, Disney cast members are highly trained on how the Disney dining plan works, what qualifies for what, and how that impacts your credits. So that's... That's number one, the standard Disney dining plan. One table, one quick service, and one snack. Uh, Then there is what is called the quick service Disney dining plan, which is just simply two quick service meals per night. 
one snack per night stay and then the resort refillable mug as part of your stay. So basically all you're doing is you're substituting that one table service for now you get two quick service total. In neither plan is breakfast provided. So you can use your quick service credit or even your table service credit for a breakfast. So for example, if I was going to Ohana's, which is a breakfast or dinner buffet and character meal, I could use my table service credit for breakfast at Ohana's or at Crystal Palace or wherever as a you know buffet character meal dining. And now, th- again, I, it's a good dis- be careful. It's a good distinction, right? Because we describe it, and my brain was naturally going to, okay, I'm here on lunch and dinner. Where's the breakfast part? And the reality is, there's no time associated with when you can use these. You could technically use them all within a few minutes of each other. Yeah, that's right. So here's here's the thing is, uh, and we can start to get into it now that we've explained what everything is. One of the most convenient factors of the Disney dining plan is that you can use these credits however you want. So if you get two quick service credits, if you're on the quick service plan and you get two quick service credits for that day, you're right. For breakfast, you could stop at a quick service restaurant and then... An hour later, you could stop at another quick service restaurant and use them all then. You could eat off of the dining plan as much as you want and stockpile all your credits towards the back end of your trip and use them all then. It really is the freedom of being able to pick and choose. This is when we want to use our table service credit. This is when we want to use our quick service credit. This is when I want to use my snack credit. Meaning that... If, if, and I want to make sure that I'm understanding correctly, but meaning that if you wanted to and you were there on a three-night stay, you could have three table services on your last day, right? Breakfast, Correct. lunch, and dinner because although you get one per day, it's not a requirement to use them in that day and lose them. You don't lose any of it. You have this much available to you for your duration. And, right. and vice versa, right? You could probably use them all up front. Absolutely. Because, so, because the plan is already paid for. That's correct. Yeah. So you can use them as much as you want. Your your cutoff time, if you will, is your last day of stay up to midnight of that of that day. Right. So if my last day is a Wednesday, I have until Wednesday night at eleven fifty nine to use that very last snack credit or and quick service credit. We're saying whatever. your last day is the last day you're there where you're not sleeping over. Correct. Yeah, what happens correct. if you don't use all of your credits? You lose them. No refund. There's no refund or no rebate on you know, any of that. So if you leave a... What most people end up leaving on the table is those snack credits, which is hard for me to believe because I love the snacks at Disney. But yeah, I, I when we've done it before, what we found is that towards the end, and this is kind of getting into the is it worth it part of our discussion, is... For some of us, there was four or five snack credits left at the end of our trip. And so we were like, you know, grabbing things at the very end there to, to hit all of those credits. So here's the cost for the standard dining plan, which is the table service, quick service, snack combo. It is $94.28 per adult per night. That's ages 10 and up. And then... For a children, three to nine, the cost is $29.69 per child per night. 
and then that cost is added to your existing resort and ticket park reservation. Okay, so how much was it again for adults? Adults, $94.28 per day. Per person, per per night stay. Child is $29.69. Disney considers an adult 10 and up. 10 and up. Was that tax inclusive or that's that's the total cost. Total yep. cost. Yeah. So so then and then your quick service dining. So again, just a quick reminder, that's two quick service credits per adult per day is fifty seven dollars and one cent. So just call it fifty seven dollars. I don't know why they would add that one cent there. It's accounting for you. And then twenty three dollars and eighty three cents per child, three to nine per day. Got it. That makes sense. So the two plans and the two costs. Hmm. So then, so almost, it, almost doubled for to add the, the the table service. Yeah my my calculation is actually a little more than double. My calculation for my family of six it's it's um it's two hundred and twenty dollars more. Yeah. Between the two plans. Between the two plans yeah. for for my family of six, which is. All of my children are above the age of nine, so that's six adults, right? So yep, that's right. That's right. So then I think this kind of brings us to the conversation of is it worth it? And I think this is where we should spend the lion's share of our conversation. Here, I mean, I did the math. I jumped online, looked at several calculators, ran a few scenarios on my own. And so I broke down the is it worth it question into three parts. Convenience, eating habits, and then cost. Those are the three main factors I use to decide for me, is it worth it? And I think this is a good time to insert the comment. It's, and I hate this. I was telling Ryan earlier, I hate when you watch this 20-minute YouTube video or whatever, and you get to the very end and they say, well, is it worth it? Well, it's kind of up to you if it's worth it. And unfortunately... We're going to be, I think, in the same boat. Well, because you're talking about a lot of money here for food, especially since Disney allows you to bring in food to the parks. Yeah. You can pack a duffel bag of snacks and Subway sandwiches and drinks for 50 bucks, and that could feed your entire family an entire day at the park. But then it's the convenience factor that you talked about. You then are carrying a duffel bag around with you the entire day that you're at the park. So, but man, this dining plan, it's, it's not cheap. No, no, it's not cheap. So here's, here's what I would say is I agree with you from a convenience standpoint, just convenience only. Don't look at the cost. Don't look at the, your eating habits. Don't look at any of the other two factors in a vacuum of itself from a convenience standpoint. Is it worth it? Yes. I think it is worth it because when you, Putting it into practice, what happens is you go to a restaurant, you go to a quick service station, you go to a snack station. Literally, you choose as long as it's, again, it does have to be on the dining plan, but you get there, you order your food, you don't look at the prices, you don't worry about the cost or anything like that because it's already been prepaid. And literally, what you do is when the Time comes for you to pay for the meal. You either scan your key to the world card or your magic band and you are done. Now, I will say this. 
Out of sight, out of mind is what you're saying. Yeah. Credit card stays in the pocket. The only thing that is different is you, you, the dining plan at your table service restaurants does not cover tips. But you're going to tip anyway, so I think that's a wash. You're going to tip whether you pay out of pocket. You're going to tip whether you pay or do the dining plan. But for the most part, it is if you are one of those people where having kind of going back to your cruise scenario or your cruise comparison, where from a budgeting standpoint and from having a, a game plan in place standpoint and just knowing in your mind, okay, I've paid this and we're done. I don't have to worry about my kid ordering. I mean, I don't know if you guys are like me, but when my kids order food, the I don't look at what they're ordering food-wise. I go right to the price. So I'm like, what is this meal going to cost me that mm-hmm. my daughter yeah. is ordering that I know she's not going to finish? You know, and so I kind of do that. Yeah. So from that standpoint, it's super convenient and just really nice yeah. from a from a park going standpoint. Yeah, convenience I don't know. only. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I, I kind of sat here and I did some rough math for my family. Look, we've we've done this enough times. I have a pretty good idea of what I spend per day on food. That's all inclusive: breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. Right. And I kind of did it two ways. I went the high scenario, and I went probably what I think is closer to the average scenario. You know, on on average. My family of six, we probably spend closer to 360 bucks per day. And that I break that down. It's about 60 bucks breakfast wise, right? Because um, keep in mind, much like the dining plan, we're not going to go to three restaurants each time. We're going to have a variety of different stuff. So typically we'll have a couple of quick services or we'll have stops at places where you can get snacks. And and that's what your my kids were, are probably going to get. So you know, on the low, a little conservative, but I think close to average side, we spend maybe 60 bucks on breakfast. We tend to have our, our sit-down meals, usually the lunch meals, and we'll tend to spend about 150 there. I mean, I can, I'm just, in my head, I'm like, okay, Vianopoly almost every time, it's about 150, sometimes 175, Sci-Fi Diner, same sort of thing, right? It's pretty, it's pretty consistent. And then dinner, you kind of chop that down and maybe there's a little bit more, but you know, we'll spend about a, a hundred bucks there and then throw in another 50 bucks worth of snacks. That's going to be all of your ice cream bars. We, my kids eat a lot of popcorn. You're going to get a bunch of Sprites throughout the day. Yeah. Right. So I come up and I say, okay, on average, I think I'm spending 360 bucks. But if I was on the dining plan of the table service, quick service and snack, that's five sixty five for my family of six. So to me, I look at it as like, yeah, this is a no brainer. I would not do that. But I want a preference that not all families look like mine. And this is where it comes down to the thing you're talking about, Dak, where it's a little annoying. People are like, well, it's really up to you. It's because it is up to you. You're going to know what your family's eating habits are. Um, I have a family of snackers, okay? And in fact, my kids will tend to snack throughout the day. Um so that, that's just kind of what it looks like. Now, I went on the higher side. I said, okay, what if I was spending more? What if I spent 120 on breakfast, 150 on lunch, and 150 on dinner, and still another 50 on snacks, right? That's still only 470 bucks. Yeah. So I'm still almost $100 less than what it would cost to get the dining plan. On my side, I say, just from a financial standpoint, doesn't make a lot of sense. And I totally hear your point about the convenience factor. I think for some folks, that's going to be really great. For mine, actually, it's not so good 
because I have so many picky people on what they want. It's not uncommon for us to have to go to this place or that place because one kid's going to look at him and say, I'm not eating anything that's available at this place. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's that's why I had the next category, category B, eating habits, because that is a huge factor in all of this. So one thing I didn't mention before is that at your table service meal, you get your entree plus a dessert. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I don't waste my time. Like if I was going to go into a table service setting, I don't typically order desserts there because I want the Disney snacks, right? So I'm not getting a dessert, but that's built into the cost of the table service. And so if you're one of those families, like what you just described, where you maybe are not big eaters or maybe you have more picky eaters, I really would strongly suggest you sit down and do the math and see if this makes sense for you and your family. In most cases, I think it's not going to make sense because from, again, from an eating habit perspective only in a vacuum, you're going to lose money on this because look, let's, let's be honest with it and kind of peel back the curtain here. Disney is not going to put out a program and price a program. I mean, look how specific they are on the cost. They've done the math. Yeah. They know how people eat and what people don't eat. Yeah. Disney is not going to do a program where they don't make money. Yeah. Now, could I go and be strategic and say, I'm going to order the most expensive meal. I'm only going to do the character buffets, which are the most expensive table service meals. And I'm just going to, I'm going to prove Disney sure, wrong. Sure. Yes. Yeah, it's possible. You're going to come out ahead. But I think the biggest thing about this and whether it's worth it or not is be true to yourself. What is your family's true eating habits? And, you know, kind of sit down and do some numbers and and figure out how does my family eat, right? My family's like you. My daughter, mac and cheese every meal. Yeah. She can totally eat mac and cheese every meal. Well, and... She's 11 years old. So guess, no, turns 12 in, in, in a few days. Yeah, she's so an adult. She's an adult. Is she eating a hundred? Your question is, is she eating a hundred dollars worth no of food way. every day? Yeah. It's, <laughs> no it's not way. happening. Right. And I would say the same for my 10 year old. And I'd, I'd say probably the same for my 14 year old. No, he's, he's not going to eat a hundred dollars worth of food a day. Now he's going to have a lot of stops though. Yeah. He's gonna, you know, he's going to get his stuff. He's going to get his snacks and that's okay. But but I don't know. I think if if I really were to summarize and kind of boil it down in my mind, right, I think for people saying, well, what is the genuine advantage of the dining plan? I think convenience is great. I think the options, okay, that's super. But at the end of the day, if I really boil it down and I say, why should I pick the dining plan? The question you should be asking yourself is, how predictable do I need to be in my budget? Because by picking the dining plan, you can literally say, I know exactly what I'm going to spend on this trip before you get there because you can say, here's our souvenir budget and this is what the whole rest of the package is costing us and we're not going to spend anymore, right? When you do what I do and you go a la carte, at the end of the day, it is always a surprise when we come back. Well, how much did we spend? (laughs) Oh, we were above what we thought or we were below. It's one of the two, right? Rarely actually do we come right on because we tend to just be fast and loose sometimes on that. But but predictability can be really, really important for some people. Many people I recognize will only ever go once. Yeah. And 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 that could be because of the cost. It is not an inexpensive trip no matter what you do. Yeah. So let me let me throw no a, let me throw a would you rather situation out there. So 
I'm with you, Randy. The the table service plus quick service plus snack was is just way too much for my family. There may be some value in the two quick services. So my family of five would be about $285 per day. I still don't think that we're even close to that. Um, and we also don't like to eat all of our meals in the parks. We like to have bowls of cereal, oatmeal, things that are super simple. But let me throw this scenario out there. So if I'm a, if I'm on a budget and I'm planning my Disney vacation and I'm looking at the price of the, the this this new dining plan, and I'm looking at okay, so the table service plus quick service plus snack for my family is about four hundred eighty five dollars, you know, ninety dollars per person per day. And I'm like, wait a minute, for that price, do I choose that or do I get Park Hopper plus Genie Plus on my ticket? And to me, that's a no-brainer. I'm doing the park hopper. I'm doing Genie Plus every day. And then I can do the meals how I want to do the meals like I normally do, which is we may do one or two table services during our five-day trip. We don't have to do one every day. We may do a quick service every day. We definitely do snacks. But I'm going to put my money into exploring the parks more. I'm going to make sure I can park hop. I'm going to make sure that it, I'm going to use Genie Plus and get, get all those lightning lanes stacked up. For me, that's where the value is going to be, where I'm going to put my money and not so much this dining plan option. Now, if I'm going there by myself, if we're doing a guy's trip and it's just us and we're on property, 100 bucks a day, I could easily see myself sure. blowing through that. But as a family of five, with like like you, Dak, I don't have really picky eaters in my family, but our eating habits are we just don't eat. We're not going to eat 500 bucks worth of food every day. And, and I agree. I, yeah. I tell you what, my perspective probably changes if it's just me and my wife, if it's me on a guy's trip. Like, yeah, yeah I do. I can say that I probably will spend $100 a day on myself between what I'll spend at a mm-hmm. table service and then a, and a, a quick service and then a snack. Like, I could get there. It's, it's possible. Now, will I do it every single day? Mm, I don't know about that. But all of a sudden, when you start looking at the other one, the two quick service option, right? You know, my calculation of that is for my family of six adults, even though one is 10, um, that's only 342 bucks. That comes in less than what I put on my conservative side otherwise. But it's not a table service. So so you got to kind of balance that and keep it in mind. Yeah. Um, there's ways that it could work. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is just not to argue the other side, but just provide another perspective is so – for me, pro tip, if you have a house full of girls like I do, right? And when they were young and littles, princesses were all the thing, right? And yeah. so I had to make a business decision of do I want to pay for a character meal like at Akershus or a Cinderella Castle and skip literally three hours worth of lines to see the princesses or can I pay you know, 40 bucks, I think is what it ends up being for a child meal at a character dining environment, right? And you could throw in anything, Crystal Palace, Ohana's, all of these character meals that are out there. For me, it was a business decision. Would I rather sit at a table and have a have six or seven characters come around to my table and meet my girls? Or do I want to stand in a line at a park? And oh, by the way, I also get a, a buffet out of the deal typically. So for me... At that time in our lives with my daughters at that age, those sure. that expenditure made sense, right? Because I saw that as I'm making up time in the park somewhere else. So anyways, again, I think for this, 
it all just boils down to figure out what works for your family, be honest about what your family is, and then I'll just do a little self-promotion here, get a travel agent. Yeah. Like, get a (laughs) travel agent and talk to them, get a good travel agent that you trust. Yeah, a good good one who knows and understands the programs, what's going on. I think this is, this can't be undersold, right? There's all sorts of travel agents out there, and many of them I think are wonderful people, but they may really not know a lick about how Disney's programs work. You need to talk to a Disney travel agent. You need to talk to a DAC, right? And, you know, at Castles, Kingdoms, and Churros and go find them and, and set something up because, you know, we're hitting the base level of this, but you could go deep and you can do some actual calculations and say, okay, this makes sense. I understand and, and get your questions answered, right? Because you're going to have questions. I just know it. Yeah, this is way deeper than what we spent time here. And, and quite honestly, it's for your benefit as a listener. Because it would bore you to tears for us to get through all the mathematics. We kind of made a decision as a podcast here as like, hey, look, we don't want to just spew numbers at you guys and it just get lost. So, again, I I 100% agree. Get a travel agent, especially if you're thinking about the Disney dining plan and and have them do the math for you so that it makes sense. And sit down with you. A good travel agent is going to sit down with you and and go through it all with you and your family and their eating habits and everything we've talked about. All right, so so to not be lame, what I propose is we each answer the question. The question for this show was, is the new Disney dining plan worth it in 2024, right? My vote is no. My on vote. My, on my circumstances, okay? Yeah. Based on my scenario, I would say no as well. Dak? Man, I'm, I'm 50-50. I know that's a weak <laughs> answer, but it just depends if it's... You have to pick one for you. Is it worth it for you? For me and my family, I'm going to go yes. Okay. And I think that's good because, and I think that's what our listeners can take away from this, right? The answer is yes and no, because we each have unique circumstances, scenarios. Talk to a travel agent, figure out which of your family circumstances fit best with a potential plan. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Now, magical I, scenario? I do have a magical scenario. Nice. You know, we didn't do one magical last week. Scenarios. We didn't. We didn't do one last week. And it felt empty. Um, you know, and so we're going to do one now. Um, here's my question, fellas. <laughs> this right. is where we need video because you, yeah. you, Randy <laughs> just cracked a little, like a little smile with, with this, with this magical scenario. So yeah, anyway. he's got a good one. Yeah. He's got a good one. I can tell. If you could buy and own. And do whatever you want with any piece of Disney property there is. What is it? So buy. What would, what would you buy? buy. I, you know, th- this is where the mindset for me came from. If you remember in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, Bruce Wayne shows up after his long exile and he shows up with these two Russian ballerinas <laughs> at this dinner and they start swimming in the pool in the restaurant and the waiter comes up and, sir, we don't do that here. And Bruce Wayne pulls out his checkbook and says, it's OK, I just bought the place, right? <laughs> That's what came to my mind. It's like, if I could just buy whatever I wanted and have whatever piece of property, like, what would it be? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So Disney style. Oh, my goodness. I mean, there are so many options. There are so many things. I mean, just my brain is running through the parks right now. What am I buying? Do you have yours? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, so I'll go first because, oh. um, man, as soon as you said it, I'm going to try and redeem myself here uh, from my sleep number magical <laughs> scenario last last episode that we did one. So for me, my personal, again, I'm, I'm, I love Disney history. I love learning about 
all things Disney. My favorite cartoons are the older 1950s and 60s, you know, Mickey, Donald shorts. So for me, I would own the Disney archives in their entirety. I would have the whole backlog of all, all the artwork, all the different props that have been left over. You know, if you, if you ever watch any of those Disney history shows, um, there's a great one actually right now on Disney Plus. I would just love to have access, unlimited access to all of the Disney archives, and I would not share. I would not share. They would not be public. Yeah, I would keep them. In well, a could, wing, could, in a wing of my mansion, you're going full you charge uh, Howard Hughes, huh? People, full Howard Hughes. Yeah, I would. I guess that's not a good, you know, full Beast Castle, right? You know, don't yeah. go into what is it, the East the Wing, West the wing. West Wing. Yeah. I always get yeah. it confused because yeah. yeah. I'm not a girl. <laughs> uh, the princess dad's over here. No, no, it's the West Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so that that would be it for me. Is just to have access to all that history and all the data that. Uh, that Disney has. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd love to know what's the average magic kingdom budget on any given day. Mm. How much money is sleepy hollow making? Yeah. On a daily basis. Yeah. How, yeah, exactly. How much, how money? much do they spend on each fireworks show? Yes. Yeah. I would, I want all that. Yeah. I want all that. I That's want interesting. to know the data and I want knowledge I want, is power. Yeah. I want those old, movies and videos and i want old yeller's color and everything like i want it all poor dog (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so it would be very easy for me to sit here and say you know what just give me hollywood tower of terror in my backyard yeah just i want the full experience cast members everything i also want to walk down main street and just take main street and put that in my backyard yeah but I'm very hungry right now. Yeah. <laughs> so my thought is, you know what? Give me give me Cape May Cafe. Oh wow. Interesting. Give me the restaurant. Just give me Cape May Cafe. I should have known that with Ryan this would be it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, I should have just known it. I don't I when I, I don't eat breakfast early. So but about this time I just I, my hunger just takes over. So give me the restaurant. Give me Cape May Cafe. The experience. I want the sight lines looking out over to the beach club. I want the buffet. I want the fresh food every morning. Okay. That may seem lame. And probably another day I probably would pick just Tower of Terror in my, in my backyard. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as of right now, give me Cape May Cafe. Well, I tell you, my first inclination was to say, well, I'll take the entire uh, the entirety of Epcot, including the World Showcase. Because, <laughs> because I had it. But I was like, all no. right. That feels like, that feels like a cop out. feels yeah. like a cop out. Honestly, you know what? If I could have just any one piece of property and it's mine, right? I'm going to take Cinderella Castle. Please. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you could you could you could live there technically. There's could. there's lodging, and then of course you've got pretty easy dining options really close by. I yep. mean, all in of your needs, castle. all it, yeah, all of your needs could be taken care of. You could live in a real life castle, and you could be in the happiest place on earth. I really think when I came down to, it, I was like, yeah, I think I want Cinderella Castle. So that's a great, and I'm not ta- I'm not moving it. Like it's mine right there, and I will decide. <laughs> oh. I will decide when the drawbridge is raised and lowered. <laughs> so I got a question for. I mean, obviously, uh, you're mentioning Magic Kingdoms, but would you consider any of the other castles? So Shanghai's or I thought about that too, and and 
you know, in fairness, I've only been to two. I've only been to Cinderella Castle and Sleeping Beauty Castle. Sleeping Beauty Castle, of course, the one I grew up with. Um, the one that realistically for form and function is probably the better one because you can. Go, if there's an attraction there. But it's just so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> it's itty bitty. Yeah. And you, yeah. I just look at the majesty and, you know, Cinderella Castle is the logo of Walt Disney. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like really that, is. that is what you see everywhere. That's what they put out there. Um, I think that's it. I think the others would be cool when I visit them one day. Maybe I'll change my mind. But. Yeah. For sure. Great one. That's a great scenario. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, We appreciate you joining us this week on this episode of Escape to the Magic. We will be back to you next week on Wednesdays, as always. But in the meanwhile, don't forget to check us out on social media. We're everywhere. You are. Thanks, guys. Great show. Thanks, guys.